Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, your ultimate guide to all things Disney. A big part of the fun that we get to have in bringing you all of the fun tips and news that we have is to be experiencing it ourselves. And we are super lucky today. Nicole is fresh off her hosted sailing on the Disney Wonder, and she's going to be sharing with us all of her fun that her family had on the Disney Cruise Line vacation on the West Coast. Um, and as always, I am joined by Bridget and Nicole, and I'm so excited to get to hear all about this. I've been stalking your Instagram all last week, like. I was playing trivia along. <laughs> oh, were you? Oh, good. I'm glad someone did. Um, I have never posted so much as I did on that on that sailing. So it was um, it was so much fun, and there was so much to post about. And then I was like, I feel like I'm oversharing. And then I said, I didn't care. I'm going to overshare. <laughs> I was just going to say, we know that you've done Disney Cruise Line before on the Dream, but you were on a different ship this time. Yes. So we were so fortunate. Disney hosted uh, myself, and I was able to take my family. And so we kind of found out last second. And if I'm being honest, I was a little nervous at first because we just sailed on the Disney dream the very end of February. Mm. So my biggest fear was, you know, is Disney Cruise Line so special to my family because we don't cruise nearly as often as we go to the parks or is it because it's the vacation itself? And I'm happy to report it's because it's the vacation itself. And the other thing I was curious about was just because, you know, I live, for those who don't know, I live in the Northeast, I'm in Massachusetts. So for my family, when we sail, it's much easier to sail out of Port Canaveral mm-hmm. or the Miami port, um, just because it's easier to get to. So I was honestly wondering, like, you know, would I ever sail the wonder? Like, would we ever head out to San Diego? So we had the opportunity. It was the same week as my kiddos school vacation. So it was just the perfect opportunity. And we went right from the start. One thing I didn't know was how convenient everything is in San Diego. You know, so if your guests are used to flying into Port Canaveral and staying at Disney the night before they're sailing out, you're still like 45 minutes from port, depending on traffic. Yeah. San Diego, when I tell you you're 10 minutes from everything, you're 10 minutes from everything. And if you want to walk around the night that you get in or, you know, maybe explore the seaport before you board the ship, you have plenty of time to do to do that. Because from the airport, you're only about 10 minutes to the port or 10 minutes to any of the hotels and all the hotels are 10 minutes from the port. So I really, really enjoyed that convenience. Um, But my kids loved it. Um, I loved it. It's a smaller ship than the dream. We didn't know what to expect. And, you Mm -hmm. know, full disclosure, I didn't have much time. We didn't have much warning. So I didn't have much time to do my own research. So some of the things were a surprise for me too. You know, a lot of it I knew. But there were some things that, you know, really surprised me. And we loved it. I'm excited because, Renee, I know we've done out of Florida. Did you do Miami recently? I did Florida and Miami. Yes. In my, yeah. Port Canaveral and Miami. Okay. So we're used to those itineraries. Can you talk for a second about your, because I, we're eyeing one of these for uh, the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> so t- <laughs> can you talk about your itinerary that you went on? Because it's totally different. Yes. So we had a four night sailing. And the one thing that I loved, it was two days at sea and then one day at Cabo. Um And honestly, I think when I had mentioned, you know, I mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, Disney cruise possibility to my kids and they were all on board. Um, But as soon as I said Cabo, my husband was okay cruising again. (laughs) Because honestly, we would have never, like I said, we don't get to the West Coast that often. It's just a haul for us. And so this is probably the only way we were ever going to experience Cabo. 
So that was wonderful. And I really liked having two days at sea. And that's one of the things that I always say, you know, on the cruise ship when I do those shorter sailings, because a lot of times we'll do the land and sea vacation. So it's always the four night sailings coupled with the park. And this was a four night sailing, but I loved having the two sea days because I always say like, you know, we, you get off when you're at a port because the port is beautiful and you want to experience that, but then you're missing some stuff on the ship. Yeah. So this, I feel like we really had a great time to explore the ship and everything the ship had to offer by having those two um, days at sea. And the one thing I say where Disney Cruise Line really, to me, sets itself apart from the other cruise lines is the entertainment on board. For me, when I sail Disney Cruise Line, it's really to be on a Disney cruise ship as opposed to heading out to those ports. So I really liked that we got to experience everything on board and we didn't feel rushed and we didn't feel like there wasn't anything we couldn't get to. Did you miss Castaway Key? You know, I want to tell you yes, but our last three sailings were the Bohemian sailings to Castaway. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> you had had so your fill. We not failed. If I was passing up Castaway for something else, I feel like I would have been a little homesick. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we've done it. And our family, when I say this, like, when we cruise, we are a very relaxed, chill, don't do anything type cruising family. So when we got to Cabo, we just picked a resort for the day and parked our butts there and swam and enjoyed the food. It was an all-inclusive resort that we stayed at. So we had access to all of the food, all of the amenities and the pools. And again, talking about convenience, Cabo, like the San Diego port, super convenient. All of the hotels are right there. I mean, we could see the wonder from the infinity pool where the kiddos were swimming. So I was like, well, now I know if it's going to leave, we're going to be in trouble. But, <laughs> but everything was so close by. All of the hotels there right along the water that you would stay at if you were to choose a resort option and not an excursion, you can see all of the ships in port. Cool. So that was neat. Now, Nicole, what it so you were on the Wonder, which is also the sister ship to the Magic. So Disney's first two out the gate. As far as them being smaller ships and the offerings and things like that. What did you find in comparison since you were coming off one of the bigger ones, not the wish, which is like the behemoth of all of them. But one thing that I loved that I didn't expect to like as much as I did was that it was a smaller ship. Hmm. And in terms of being smaller, it didn't feel like it offered anything less. But you know, sometimes if you have a stateroom that's in between, you know, both the forward and middle elevators or the middle and aft elevators, sometimes you feel like you're walking down those hallways forever before yeah. you get to the cabin. Here, I felt like no matter which way we turned, we were at the stairs or we were at the elevators. And then because there's only 11 decks and we were on deck seven, it was just go down three flights of stairs and then we're at you know, all of the lounges or go down four flights of stairs quite easily. And then we're at all of the dining. So everything I, you know, I really took for granted the convenience of being on a smaller ship and how mm -hmm. much easier it was to get to everywhere and everything, especially if you're a family like mine who like, you know, if you see trivia starts at 11 and you're in your room and it's 1057, you can make it. Yeah. Otherwise, like, you know, on the dream, you might have to give yourself a few extra minutes. So we really, I really liked the size of the ship and my entire family liked being on the smaller ship. So a lot, a lot of things surprised me about how much more, how many things we liked about this. Now, which Even, stateroom category did you do this time? So we were in the deluxe ocean view veranda. 
So perfect for the four of us. You know, we had the bunk bed that pulled down, the couch that turned into the day bed. And again, we were in the forward part of the ship. So maybe we were, I don't know, 30 feet to the to the lobby to take the stairs. But again, the midship elevators were still so close. Like yeah. I was I was surprised. That also like threw me off because I will say my Achilles heel is my sense of direction. So at first I was like, we seem too close to be close to all these things. Am I in the wrong, am I in the wrong end? But it was just easy to get everywhere. Even though it's a smaller ship, recreation is similar to the larger ship. Yeah. So, I mean, you still have the Oceaneers, the kids club, you have the Oceaneer lab and the Oceaneer club and the kids loved playing in there. And you still had, you know, the Toy Story themed area. Um, The kids loved, they had a craft studio. My kids are really into arts and crafts. So they had a great time like making things the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, They also had, you know, if we're just talking about the kids club for now, um, they loved, there was a couple of times they had the pajama party. So the characters would come in. I mean, no one was in their pajamas. Okay. Um, But the characters would come in and dance with the kids and like they made their own pillowcases that they got to take back. But all of the same entertainment you would expect on any of the Disney Cruise Line ships are on the Wonder. So we still had the Buena Vista Theater. We saw great shows and entertainment. I'll get into that. But you also have the movie theater on board, three adult lounges, which were all great, um, all of the rotational dining. So I was really trying to figure out, like, what's what's missing on this ship that was on the Dream? And honestly, with the exception of Vanellope's, we really couldn't think of anything that it didn't have to offer, you know, I think it's just, you know, fewer, fewer floors with people. So if you're looking to go on a less crowded sailing with fewer mm-hmm. people, maybe the magic and the wonder are like right up your alley. Well, and it's being super convenient for all of our West coast people. Yes. I also think that the fact that you can, because they do offer a lot of the shorter sailings. I mean, they offer seven days as well, but it gives you the opportunity if you want to do, if you've never done Disneyland and you want to do Disneyland before, and then you want to, you know, do a shorter cruise. Like you said, it's convenient. It's 45 minutes, let's say an hour and a half. I lived in San Diego, so we never know how long it takes to get from Anaheim to San Diego, but in a perfect world, we're looking at an hour. But, you know, one of the things that I think is so cool about that port is like you said the itineraries but also and i know your family kind of experienced this a little bit when i was watching your instagram is sometimes the weather is a little bit different so i know your kids were in the pool and i want to hear all about that because the pool deck is a smaller area than than some of the newer ships but i mean your kids are are hardcore they were well you know being being (laughs) from boston 55 degrees is warm and balmy Um, they had no problem and that was you know one of the things i had only i didn't even bother to look at the weather because i'm like cruise it's going to be sunshine and and 90 degrees the whole time and it was it was not which is which is totally fine um you know and i will say that's the great thing about a cruise is that if the weather's not cooperating it's not like you're in a tropical island where now you just have to go back to your room and shut the door and wait for the weather to pass you go below deck and you do any of the hundreds of activities that are going on during the day. So there's always something to do. I will say that like it never rained. It never did anything. So it was, it was totally fine. The day we set sail, it was a little bit cooler. So we did a lot of activities as we got closer to Cabo, the weather, you know, the sun came out, it was obviously warmer and you could see everybody was now swarming to the pool decks. 
Cabo was beautiful. The weather that day was beautiful. And one of the cast members had even told us like that, that was the best weather they had had in Cabo in a few weeks. So I felt, oh, wow. so that was great. But the kids love to, I mean, my kids love to swim. It doesn't matter when we go or if we're at the parks or on the cruise line, they were jumping in the pool and it was a little bit windy, which was fine. But the kids love that it was windy and that the ship was rocking because they're like, there's a wave pool in here. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Please know like what you might think is an ideal weather is like party time for your children. Like they did totally. Not, they did not want to get out. They're like, we're making a wave pool. I'm like, you're, you're not making that. The ocean's making it. <laughs> <laughs> but they loved it. And it is a smaller pool deck. And so this is the one thing that I was really surprised about that they liked better that I didn't think they would. Because they love the aqueduct, which is the water coaster on board the Dream and the Fantasy. They love that. They have on the Wonder, the Twist and Spout slide. So that was cool. So that's a much bigger slide if you're looking for a slide option than what you would find on the, on the Dream and the Fantasy. But one thing they liked, and this surprised me, they loved the Aqualab. Just the little water feature, like that's just spraying the water all around or filling the pink cans and then dumping down on you because the one thing they kept telling me over and over again is on the dream they're too big for dory's reef so for those who don't know yeah. dory's reef is that smaller little area for the younger kids which is perfect if you're look if you have younger kids it's nice to know that you have like a safe place for them to play for kiddos that are under eight so my kids though love those water features and so they liked that in the aqua lab they had that option and the way the pool deck is split up is you have your main pool that looks at the funnel vision. So you can watch all of your classic Disney movies and all of the tables are set up. And then on the other side of the pool deck, you have the smaller pool, but that's where the aqua lab and the twist and spout slide is. So it's really divided up, you know, quite nicely. Um, whereas if you're on the dream, you know, both pools are on the same side of the deck as funnel vision. So I feel like everybody's over there. So this was a great way to sort of split up the crowds. Um, so they really, they really liked that. And we do still on the smaller ships, still quiet cove pool for the grownups. Right. And Oh yes. As yeah. far as adult amenities, we're still have the spa. We still have, yep. I know you said the lounges and I'm so excited because I, I need to hear about the Cadillac lounge, which looked so, so yeah, cool. I was, it was funny how much I was intrigued by this lounge because one, I don't drink. So like I, for anybody looking for reviews for the best drinks, I did do a mixology for everybody to tell you about, but for me, it's always about the ambiance. So it really took me back. I was, and I kept telling my husband, I was like, I really want to check out the Cadillac lounge. And he's like, why? I'm like, it just looks cool. <laughs> and that's the one thing, and hopefully we'll get into that, that I loved about the wonder. I really loved the theming between the lounges, the open area spaces, and then the dining that we went to for the rotational dining. Cadillac lounge was very cool. So you just go in and it just looks comfy, right? So it's like all the seating, all the padded seating that you would imagine if you were sitting in a Cadillac. And then they had like, you know, they had the single chairs that were looking out through the portholes or like the bigger, like the bigger cushions you know, the love seats, but also as a piano bar. So if you were to go in late at night, they had live music. So that was Fine. great. Um, and then the Crown and Fib Fin Pub was really cool. If you were looking for, you know, like a, a British pub feel, you know, so they have like that classic photo op telephone booth, you know, that you would find at the UK if you were in Disney World. They had different games that you could play. There were board games in there too. 
Um, a couple of nods to a couple of the Disney movies. One of the ones that I noticed was Mary Poppins, but very much felt like you were in an English pub. The other thing, like for anybody who's on a cruise and your favorite sports team is playing, um, you know, my husband's a big Bruins fan and the Bruins were playing. They have like the live gaming. So you can watch, you know, you can watch games from in the pub. So that was, that was really neat. And then my kid's favorite was the French Quarter Lounge. So this was leading right into Tiana's Place, which is one of their three rotational dining restaurants. But it really felt like you were sitting in a very cute, very quaint cafe lounge in the French Quarter. And my kids loved, <laughs> they have like a spirits and libations menu, but they also have great drinks for the kids. And they kept going back because they wanted the cotton candy. Oh my like goodness. Malt something. I mean, I don't know how many they had. I honestly think we stayed in like extra trivia just so they could keep getting that. And then I got the beignets. So it was oh, really nice. Yeah. Fun. If we're in the, and the frog fans, I think you would love this ship. There's so many nods to that on the wonder. So that was great. Can you talk a little bit about the dining? Because we all adore Disney's rotational dining setup. I'm cheating on Disney this summer and doing a celebrity cruise. And I'm already, that's the one thing that I know for a fact I'm going to miss. I'm <laughs> going to miss the rotational dining and having the same wait staff. So can you talk to us about how the restaurants are a little bit different? You already mentioned one, yes. but a little bit different from the dream and your experience with rotational dining. So different. So again, this was probably one of the one one of the restaurants I knew well was Animator's Palace. So I knew mm -hmm. what was going to happen there. Uh, the kiddos didn't though. But my kids love for anybody who hasn't done a Disney Cruise Line vacation on the Dream and on the Fantasy, they love that the waitstaff does magic, like the the fun little magic tricks. So the kids kept asking, like, are are they going to do magic? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's just go in and experience it. I'm sure it'll be fabulous. And, you know, for, for anybody who doesn't know Disney Cruise Line, when you sail, they have rotational dining. And the best part about that is your wait staff follows you around the entire cruise. So they really get to know you, your family, how you dine, what you want to eat. So it's great. So the first night we dined at Animator's Palette, which they have on the Dream and the Fantasy. Um, the difference here, though, is as soon as you go in, they give you a placemat with markers and then you have to draw a little character. So I knew what was going to happen. The kiddos didn't. And they're like, what are we doing with this? Because I kept telling them, like, you have to stay within the lines. Like, you can't draw outside the lines. And they're like, why? And I was like, well, what's the name of the restaurant? What are we at? They're like, Animator's Palette. And I said, well, what do you think is going to happen? And they're like, there's no way this is animated. Like, what are you talking about? So the waiters <laughs> come around and they grab all of your, they grab all of your placemats and then you start ordering. But they have, you know, what looks like paintings all along the walls of the restaurant. And then all of the paintings come to life with your favorite movies. And then, you know, there could be a cluster of like four paintings where one is sort of showing you the raw images of what that film looked like before it got to the final production. So that was really neat. And if you looked all around, it was like different scenes from different movies all over the restaurant. And then sure enough, after dinner, it's time for the show. And then you're watching and everybody's looking and you see all of the little characters that everybody created come to life and then they're moving and then they're dancing around and they're doing like these sequence kick line routines. And then they even get incorporated with different Disney cartoons. And my kids like could not get enough of it. They were so excited. 
And then at the end, the credits run because you had to sign your name to your picture. And then everybody's name appears on the credits. How you oh, wrote it. Fun. So it was just, you know, animators palette on the dream of the fantasy. For those who don't know, crush comes and talks to you and does a cute talk back. But I think in sticking with the theme of animation, this experience on the wonder just seems so much more immersive and interactive that my kids loved it so much so that there were tears on night two when we were sitting at Tiana's place oh. because my son was like, I want to go back to animators palette. And I'm like, well, we're not going. So <laughs> enjoy this experience. So at Tiana's place, again, for anybody who loves princess and the frog, the details are so nice. Like the tablecloth, everything is set. It looks like a lily pad. Um, your menu is just like the menu in Tiana's place when she's imagining what her restaurant is going to look like. But then once again, the immersive part starts to happen. And all of a sudden, the entire wait staff in the restaurant has this giant conga line. And they're all always they're all dancing to almost there. And sure enough, as the waiter passed our table, picked up my son, and then he's dancing in this Mardi Gras parade because it's Mardi Gras night. He's all smiles. Tiana's there. They have live music and they're playing like live jazz music. They'll play some of like the Disney classics. And then of course they're playing the songs from Princess and the Frog. And it's just one big giant Mardi Gras parade and party. And it was so much fun. And Lewis, the alligator was there. Yeah. Oh, fun. fun. But sure enough, right after the parade, my son sits down and he's like, I don't know if this is my number one or my number two. So I'm like, so we're fine now? And he's like, <laughs> the tears dried up a little bit. Yeah, but it was just, you know, because they fall in love. And that's what I love about Disney Cruise Line is the kids fall in love with everything they do instantly. And then they just assume that nothing can be bigger or better than what they did before. Mm-hmm. And then it is. And then they're so excited. Um, and then the final night was Triton's. So no, no, no dance parties, no animation, but this, you know, this reminded me very much of Royal Palace mm-hmm. on the, so more of your, you know, your elegant, more luxury dining. Um, and they have a giant mosaic tile mural in the back of the Little Mermaid and then nods so that you feel like you're dining under the sea. So that was really nice. And we had that on our last night. And to be honest, I liked that we sort of ended the night on like a calm, it felt more like a you know, signature dining restaurant. So that was, so that was really nice, but we loved, like I said, loved, loved, loved. I love the dining on the wonder. And I think I prefer that to that on the dream. Mm-hmm. What was your buffet like? Oh, cabanas. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're a big breakfast family. So I will say if you've done cabanas on the dream or the fantasy, you know, you still have like all of those options. So all of your breakfast favorites, um, you know, your Mickey waffles, your French toast, your pancakes, and then they had blueberry pancakes and chocolate chip pancakes, all of the meats. So your, you know, your sausages, your bacon, they had hash, grits, biscuits, and then of course, like your assortments of pastries and eggs and quiches. And I mean, if you, if you can imagine it, they had it. Um, and then same, you know, same with lunch. So if you went in, they had, you know, all of the meats that you could imagine, salads wraps i also really liked um the quick service options that they had on the pool deck so there were three different places that you could eat so they had pinocchio's pizzeria so like the grab and go pizza options which was nice um they had pete's boiler bites so again your chicken fingers your hot dogs your cheeseburgers 
and then Daisy's Delights. So for those trying to eat healthy on the cruise, you had your salads and your wraps and your lighter fare, you know, your healthier fare over there. We gorged ourselves on the non-healthy stuff. <laughs> you did well, not go hungry. Well, no, we did not. <laughs> you There's know, no calories on Disney Cruise. <laughs> no, and of course, we still had the ice cream stations. So, you know, the all-you-can-eat ice cream stations were there. So that was great, too. Awesome. Now, you guys got to see, I know you mentioned you got to see the Golden Mickeys, which yeah. is a family favorite. What other... The wonder has frozen, right? It does have frozen. Oh, we did we did do frozen. And that was so nice too, because we had seen, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is beautiful, don't get me wrong, but we'd seen it the last three times. So it was nice to see something different. And for those who don't know, and it's so and I just think about like I always stop to pause to think about it because the energy level and the amount of talent that they have on board to put those shows on, they really are like Broadway caliber shows. And to me, I always think like to keep up that level of energy and enthusiasm and magic night after night, you know, like we see frozen one night, those cast members are doing it for every sailing. And like, to me, it looked like it was the first time they did it and they were putting on the biggest and best show they possibly could because the talent is so amazing. Um, the other show was enchanted, but by then between the time zone change and the end of the cruise, the kids were done. So sadly, this that one, but that one, it was supposed to be a compilation, you know, kind of, um, and for Tangled fans, there was a Tangled, and I know that, um, there was a compilation of different, uh, Disney movies. So you would see your favorite Disney characters up there on the stage in the theater. What about magical extras? You have Bippity Boppity Boutique, all of those types of things that are on the ship, just like others. Yes. So we had the Bippity Boppity Boutique. It's much smaller. There's only four chairs. So by the time we went wow. in, we yeah, we had second dining. So we were, um, we dine at 8.15. So we had a 7.30 boutique appointment. It was just my two kids in there. Like they lit, oh. when I tell you they had the boutique to themselves, they had the boutique to themselves. But all of the same costumes you would expect, um, you know, for any of the princes or knights, you could do a knight costume. Um, my son did it and he was Captain Mickey, which is so cute because- He was so day, adorable yeah. when he was walking into that restaurant. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because they so all cute. saluted him like, hi, Captain. And he was totally Aww. feeling himself. I mean, he was feeding off that energy and love, love it. it. So it's so like, don't, you know, for anybody that always thinks like, oh, it's just for the girls. It's not for anybody thinks that it's just a princess makeover. It's not. You don't have to get a princess dress. You can just like some girls just love getting their hair done and having those colored extensions and getting their mm -hmm. makeup and nails done. You can do just that. Now, did they still do a, like a pirate night and firework night and things like that on the, yeah. and I saw the sail wave party, but. Yes. So one thing that was different was the party night. If you've done the dream and the fantasy, you know, they'll have one earlier in the evening with Mickey and crew when they're battling pirate or Captain Hook. And then in the evening, normally around like 10, that's when you have the second pirate show with Captain Jack Sparrow, all of his friends, and then the fireworks. So on board the wonder, we just had one show, but it was different. It was just a dance party. And my kids actually said they preferred that too. I was, I'm always surprised when they, I clearly don't know my kids. If I've learned anything, it's that I don't <laughs> know them or what they would like. Once you figure them out, they change it up on you. Yes. So <laughs> it never fails. this was like a big pirate night dance party. So at first you come out with the cast members from the entertainment team and then Minnie and pals come out and they're doing like all of these great dances to these catchy tunes. 
And then the real pirates come out. And I mean, hopefully he's not listening to this episode, but my husband who it's hard, to, like, I know he has a good time, but like, he'll never show it. When they started <laughs> playing Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, he's rocking out with them. You know, they're playing like legit rock and roll songs and you got the pirates going. So like, when I tell you everybody enjoyed the pirate party, everybody enjoyed the pirate so cool. party. But the kids liked it because they were just dancing. There was no story being told. Like there was no learn how to join a pirate crew. They were just there rocking out. And what's nice is they still have the little kid section cornered off. So the kids can be in a spot where they can see everything that's happening on the stage and it's not as crowded. I don't think my kids stopped dancing. And then the fireworks came. So that's always nice to watch the fireworks at sea. Uh, but they really liked the pirate dance party. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And the other thing that I liked too was it was early. Ours was at 7.30. So you know, it's easier for the kids to stay up. Yeah. So they loved, loved that. But you guys, you said you did a, like an all-inclusive resort day pass. Did you find that, I mean, I know you like went last minute, but did you find that there were still a good amount of options for like port excursions and things like that, that they were offering at least? Yes. So we just swam with the dolphins the end of February and it was amazing. But a lot of what was available were like dolphin swims. And I was like, I don't want to swim with the dolphins. Again. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. One and done. Um, but like I said, I know, I know my family and I know our style. So I very much enjoyed the resort for a day. Um, here's the one thing that I would caution because we were on our own. So that always makes me nervous because one, you have to make sure that you're getting back on time. Yeah. Um, because if you're on a Disney excursion and you book through Disney, if God forbid you're getting back late for any reason, the ship waits for you. So I knew the ship was not waiting for us. So we had to come back, I think, earlier than we would have if we were on a, a Disney excursion. Um, the other thing that I always tell families to keep in mind is, you know, just be aware if you're doing something on your own, what to expect at the port, because we were immediately met with people trying to sell us things or take yeah. us places or offer excursions. And so like, you know, I knew that ahead of time. So we just kind of forged ahead and needed to find a taxi. And I was like, please get me out of here and just take me to this resort. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing that I always say that I do like about doing excursions through, you know, whatever the cruise line industry you're sailing. Um, but they have that transport ready for you. And I think there's less of an, less of an opportunity for you to be taken uh, advantage of. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. What about your pre-stay? Did you come in the day before? We did. So you we did. and I always, and like I said, I knew, I knew everything was close. I wasn't, I didn't realize how close until we got there. One thing I love doing is staying at whatever hotel Disney recommends before so that we can take DCL transportation. Because for me, I always say it's basically like a fast pass onto the ship. So we stayed at the Grand Hyatt, which was one of the two that Disney recommended. It was that in the Intercontinental. It was beautiful and it was really big. So there were so many places if we had just stepped outside, so many places to just eat at, so many places to dine at within the hotel. And then the other thing that I really liked too was that you're right there in the heart of the seaport. So anytime I Googled anything, it was only like a couple of miles away, or we could have just walked around the seaport if we wanted to, which was nice. Um, but when we got to DCL, when we got the DCL shuttle, we literally got there and got right on. 
Um, and there were some rough seas ahead. So we actually boarded a couple of hours late, not, not too much later, but just a little bit later. And I know I should feel guilty about this, but I don't. We literally got dropped off in the shuttle. The cast members saw and they're like, oh, did you come from our transportation? I was like, yeah. And then they took us right in. So we were the oh, first great. people to check in. And I was looking at the hundreds of people who were just waiting to get in. Wow. So it's like, oh, I should. Now I'm curious as far as that terminal, because I have heard some things that it's a little bit different of a process. Now I know you just said, you know, you were able to get right on, but did you find that disembarking was as smooth as it normally is, like if you've gone out of Port Canaveral or Miami, or did you find it took longer? So ours, I think it was a bit of an anomaly because we also got into port a little bit late because of the winds. So again, mm -hmm. the wind slowed us down. So we disembarked a little bit later, but we didn't have anywhere to be. I booked a later flight. You know, we didn't have that many options, direct San Diego back to Boston. So I was like, we're just going to sit in one of these lounges and enjoy hanging out. So it did take longer to disembark than it, than it has when we've been on the dream. Um, but the dream I'm either doing like express service off and we're catching the shuttle to head to a Disney resort, um, you know, because we're doing land and sea or we're staying the day in Florida. So there's never really a rush. So this was the first time we were going straight from the cruise ship to, to the airport, but it's a smaller port, but again, much more manageable. And even if you're getting into port a little bit late, it's not like you have that 45 minute, 50 minute ride to the airport. You still mm -hmm. have that 10 minute ride to the airport. Yeah, you're super close to everything. I still would not book a flight home before noon, but, no. but still close. Well, and what's nice is I think this port is definitely one that you benefit no matter what. We always say come in the night before at least, but you can come in a couple days before out of that port because there's so much to do down there. I mean, there's like the world famous San Diego Zoo. There's all of the waterfront area, you know, the wild animal parks down there. The dining is incredible. Um, you know, I, I think it's one of those ones where even if you don't want to go so far north and go up to Anaheim to do Disneyland beforehand, which you could do. I think it enables you to still do a little something before you get on the boat too, and check a couple extra boxes of things that destinations you may want to see. So, yeah, absolutely. And if we had more time, if, if I was able to take the time, we would have done that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, knowing that if there's, you know, for a next time, you know, I wish we got to explore San Diego a little bit more for us. The time change I think was a little bit, was a little bit tough, but for anybody that's, that's not making the trek cross country, you know, <laughs> that three hours gets you, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you know, the kids were funny. I was like, you need to be tired. You need to go to bed. And they're like, it's only nine. I was like, no, no, no it's, it's midnight. You need to, <laughs> yeah. You need it's to usually that second or third day it hits them and they're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> and that's, that's why we missed enchanted on that last. Cause finally I was like, oh, this is it. I was like, yep. I was like, I can now see that the time change has taken effect, but yeah. it, well, it sounded so cool. I, it I love was. it. I loved following along. Yeah. Like I said, it was, I felt comfortable, right? So like, I felt like I knew where everything was going to be and I knew what to expect. And it very much reminded me of like the dream and the fantasy. So I didn't feel like a fish out of water. Again, what I really liked was just how much, how much more I enjoyed the theming and the immersive aspects and just 
you know, I kind of compare like the dream and the fantasy to Disney World and the magic and the wonder to Disneyland, right? Like you're familiar with Disney World, you know it, you know how it works, everything sort of runs smooth and efficiently. And the magic and the wonder, I didn't know. Um, but everything just seemed like more organic and more mm-hmm. magical, even though it was smaller. So I really, yeah, we really enjoyed ourselves. And so I'm glad because honestly, I don't know if I ever would have taken that trip. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, like for us to go cross country, unless we were doing a land and sea and adding it in with a Disneyland vacation or doing something, it's, it was long. And now, and now my son literally asked, he's like, when are we going back? When are we doing? And I was like, well, I have us on the magic next summer. And he's like, no, that's too, he's like, that's too long. <laughs> oh, this well, has thank been you helpful. so much. Yeah, this has yeah. been helpful for me. I'm ready to book my my very own wonder vacation coming up over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I hope you do, and I hope you love it as much. You know, and like I said, they have every you know all of the adult, you know, the adult only sections you mentioned, like the Cove Cafe. I loved. I still got my specialty drinks. We still got to do all of our trivia and karaoke, and they had the kids did towel folding. And can I tell you how much they loved that towel folding class? Yeah. That's and again, hilarious. because we had two days at sea and we just had time to do things. And Renee, I noticed you, you said you were playing along. They did Disney Tunes trivia, which is my favorite. But <gasps> that was the one. Live. I was so excited about it. Yeah, but they did it live. And that piano player, Josh, I mean, he's just he's playing. That thing's in front of him. I mean, he was like spinning around in his chair, like playing the songs backward. It was wow. crazy. Although I will say, he played a song from the Wizards of Waverly Wizards Place. Of Waver Place. Oh. I don't know those tunes. Because your kids are younger. That's why. My and, my and, 20 year old, that was her jam. Oh, well, I needed her because <laughs> that and the Teen Beach song are the two that got me. And that was right. enough that we didn't win that trivia. Now, how many medals did you come home with? Because I saw that there was a photo. <laughs> yeah. So we won Disney Tunes trivia, not the live. I very much enjoyed the live edition. We didn't win that one. Disney Tunes trivia. Pixar trivia and that came down to a tiebreaker. So I got the tiebreaker right. And then um our favorite is the Musketeer Madness. You know, it's like who wants to be a millionaire but Disney? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, my son You're gonna have to have a whole wall in your in your office or your house for all these these medals. You guys are the reigning champion family. I know it's very it's very exciting. But no, we we had (laughs) we had such a great time. Like, and again, like just doing things that we wouldn't. And that's why I was kind of happy that the weather wasn't ideal because most of the time we're just spending the whole day in the pool deck, which is amazing. But then we're not checking like that. I'm telling you towel folding. They have like the stateroom hosts there. And I think his name was Greg. I hope it was. He was hilarious. Like he was so funny. And my daughter could not follow instructions to save her life. God love her. But she had like one of the stateroom hosts that was there was like over there on her knees with her, helping her fold the towels and make the little monkey towel figure. So, so but like, again, the customer service cannot be beat on Disney Cruise Line and it did not disappoint on this ship either. So it was just so much fun. Thank you, Nicole, for sharing yes. your experiences with us and with our audience. Um, thank all of you for joining us today on the My Mickey podcast. We hope that you enjoyed learning all of the details about the Disney wonder. And don't forget to tune in for our next episode where we're going to bring you some more insider tips for the world of Disney and beyond. Now, if your family's interested in planning an upcoming family vacation, the dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel are ready to help make your dreams come true. Let us take care of the details so that you can focus on making memories that will last 
last a lifetime. Thanks again for listening and we will see you real soon.